Awesome, everybody. Welcome to Rocket X Societies. Uh, once again, sorry about last week. Uh, obviously, I was uh, a little sick. <laughs> I made it about two minutes into the call and I couldn't make it through. So uh, sorry about that, we'll, but we will be making up for it this week. And we also do have another call tomorrow. If you guys want to join, um, I'll be recording it. If you can't, uh, it's going to be a little bit earlier in the afternoon. Um, but tonight we want to come in. What's up, Forrest? Is that your baby? Let me unmute here. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, this is my one-year-old. This is Theo. And then uh, we've got a three-year-old cruising out nice. there. So yeah, uh, don't mind us. I got my my three-year-old <laughs> staring over at me from the corner. Anyway, so <laughs> nice. uh, tonight tonight I wanted to come on and talk about you know a subject that you know I get questions on all the time, which is going to be Google PPC versus LSA versus SEO, and why? What's the difference between them? What's the importance of them? And then what are we looking for? And what what should we look for in a agency or a marketing company? To make sure that they're actually doing their job and you know most importantly not burning your money but i bet you every single person in here has ran ppc ads and let their money on fire and yep. so we're going to talk about some of the best practice things that we're seeing that you guys can do so even if you are running ppc ads things you can do that are going to obviously increase the probability of you first off booking the appointment getting the appointment then booking the appointment and obviously the most important part is making money off of ppc right um, you know, a lot of people I talk to, they're like, yeah, it's like an incinerator, right? I get a bunch of leads, my guys don't convert them, they're expensive. And then, you know, next thing I know, we got a big bill at the end of the month. So uh, I did bring in Forrest, Forrest, a good buddy of mine. He has a, he has a uh, marketing agency called Terry Marketing. Uh, all they do is Google PPC. So he's going to be able to answer some of your questions, but Forrest, what are some of the things that you're, you're noticing obviously as a trend with PPC uh, this year? I know the cost per lead of everything's kind of gone up, but you want to talk about some things you're seeing? Yeah, uh, shit's expensive, you know. It's expensive, so no, it's 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 tough, man. We uh, so by the way, with me, open book, no no pitch. I don't have anything to sell here, uh, so I, I I'm I'm happy to just Q and A. I'll I'll open up our live accounts for you, show you, uh, show you exactly what we're looking at, in ways that you can win, you know. So happy to do that. So, anyways. Yeah, it's it's expensive this year. So uh, there are a lot of really bad bad actors out there that uh, are running click fraud schemes too. So across the country, trying to click on all your ads and run up your budget, man. I, I've got uh, I've got some examples I can. I, Victor, I, I got about two minutes of notice on this one. So, uh, <laughs> but anyways, yeah. So click fraud has been rough. You know, lead volume has been down um, about 25% kind of year over year yeah. that we've seen. So what that has done is created desperation in the market. So all these big private equity guys are um, are going, well, I'm just going to spend $120 per click now. And so they're really driving up the, the cost in most markets. So we've been able to upset or offset that with uh, conversion rates. So it's like, okay, a click used to cost $40. Now it costs $60. So if I can just increase my conversion rate from 20%, you know, turn turn uh, less clicks into phone calls, right? Or more clicks into phone calls, uh, then uh, then I can I can maintain the same cost, right? With with conversion rates. So, uh, so that's what we do. We do a lot of A-B testing on landing pages and ads uh, to make sure that um, we don't always win in the cost per click, but we win in the conversion rate. To and maintains profitability year round for for our clients. So, do you guys have any questions on PPC? How it works, or you know, when is a good time to start doing PPC? I mean, I mean, obviously for us, you know, we got PPC is going to be the thing that shows up at the top of the list, right? So, googling AC repair PPC is going to be the first thing that shows up. What's after that? It's going to be LSA ads. Yeah, LSA, right? So, you know, there's basically four pillars of Google, right? So you've got LSA, uh, then you've got uh, pay-per-click, which is LSA or Google guaranteed, right? Then you have pay Google pay-per-click, uh, and then you have the Google Maps listings, and then you have Google organic, right? So it, it, and all the all the most healthy companies do well in all four areas, you know, from uh, LSA, PPC, organic, and then Maps listings. That's what it takes. And what would you say the you know I know that you know we've always ran some branded ads stuff like that. What is the what is the reasoning behind running branded ads on PPC? So obviously someone's looking up your company, you're running ads that way. What's the what's the thought process behind that? Okay, so all right, uh, I get this question. There's a lot of controversy in branded ads on pay per click. 
because the thing is, it's like, okay, if I Google absolute airflow, all right, well, you own 20, 20 listings on the page, right? So do you really want to pay for that click? And then that phone call. So it's like, do you want a $35 phone call <clears throat> when the other 19 listings, right, are, are about absolute airflow? And so from, from there, you, we just have to listen to it and say, okay, are the, are the brand searches, are the brand phone calls profitable? Are they just a bunch of customers bitching, wanting, uh, you know, warranty issues and, um, you know, wanting estimates emailed and stuff like that? Or is it new business? So we run brand campaigns on a case-by-case -case basis. And with it's, that, I mean, obviously, you know, that's one of the ways that, you know, I see Google PPC companies are always, they're kind of padding their numbers as well, right? They're like, yo, we got oh, all bro. these clicks and yeah. all these leads. You want to talk a little bit about what you're seeing with that? Yeah, man. Uh, okay. So, you know, I don't, I don't like to talk bad about other agencies, but I, I think there is more like, I think there's more predatory marketing agency and um, like unscrupulous behavior going on than I've ever seen in my 15 years of doing this. So what they do, agencies now will blend the reporting. Okay. They'll, they'll blend your pay-per-click call, uh, call cost with your LSA or with your Google business profile, right? Which are free phone calls. You know, they'll, they'll blend that all together and then spit out, Oh yeah, you're, your your lead cost is twenty nine dollars this month. Meanwhile, your pay per click calls are six hundred bucks, right? Uh, so so they they'll, they'll blend it in. So if you're doing pay per click, then you want to look at your cost per call for unbranded search terms versus branded. You know, always you'd really want to separate those two, right? So a branded phone call is going to be thirty five bucks. Okay, it's probably thirty five dollars. An unbranded phone call for a unique call, <clears throat> excuse me, unique call with say a, uh, the, the other key metric actually that agencies aren't talking about is average talk time. Okay. So with pay-per-click, I could send you a hundred phone calls of all wrong company calls and say, well, hi, I'm Mr. Agency. I did a wonderful job. Here are, uh, here's your hundred phone calls, sir. You know, you know, pay your invoice. Don't forget to pay your invoice. Right. Um, but we really want to focus on sending the highest quality calls. So your agency should be going into your account every single day and adding what are called negative keywords to that account. So you stop paying for, you know, ghetto. Uh, you don't want to show your ads on ghetto or whatever service champions, these other, the other big guys, uh, and um, anyways, yeah, so average talk time and then separate your branded from unbranded. So that's funny, man. Dude, your kid's got some rock star hair, man. It's so funny. Yeah, it's a little surfer boy hair, but it's not a surf, so. Yeah. So obviously, yeah, you know, when we're looking at we're looking at those branded searches and and obviously we're trying to we're trying to drive uh, drive our obviously we're trying to drive calls to our business. And we're trying to drive revenue. But one of the things that we run into, and, and I think this is something that's, you know, pretty prevalent among any marketing, right, is. A lot of times it's not the agency. It's a lot of times it is the actual customer and their processes and, and everything along those lines. So I know, obviously, you know, you're, I was a client of yours. You record every call you're listening back and, you know, Forrest would always go through and he's like, Hey, like, who's this person? Who's, who's uh, Sarah? Cause Sarah is really butchering your calls. Right. Yeah. And a lot of times we think like, Oh, it's, it's the, it's the leads, but realistically we should be really monitoring our, obviously what our, what they're saying, right? If we're not, if we're getting a bunch of leads and we're not booking them, we have to go through and we really need to start listening to those calls and figuring out what could have, what could we have done to book it? Why didn't it book? Why did, why was it only a 30 second phone call? Why is this stuff happening? Could you be surprised how many companies can go from like a 50% booking rate to an 80% booking rate just by the way, the wording that they change inside the, inside the script. Yep. So you want to talk yeah. about some of the things that you're like best practice and that you're seeing as far as actually converting them into booked appointments? Yeah, hundred percent. So with your paid marketing, you really want to pay attention to call quality, right? And, and how your CSRs are handling that. Okay. So one way to do this is, you know, service Titan lies to you, right? If you look at your service Titan dashboard, it says, wow, golly gee, you have an 88% booking rate, right? Well, this is based on uh, calls that your CSR is qualified as leads, um, this is, you know, so it, it does not include missed calls, doesn't include drop calls, any of that stuff. So it's, it's, it's really unfair and kind of, kind of lying to you what the real numbers are for your paid marketing. 
you know, I'm not talking about GMB stuff. You're paid marketing. You should monitor how many book jobs, how many uh, jobs you're booking per unique, right? Per unique call that comes in, not qualified lead, but per unique call. And um, you can look at that right in your service Titan marketing report or, you know, whatever CRM you guys use. So uh, most of them would, would be able to have it. Are you guys all on service Titan? Not, not really. No, no, yeah. I don't know. Okay. Man, dude, I, we, you know, we run a $6 million shop off house call pro in Dallas. Uh, you, you, you know, you could do well with anything, manage all your marketing on call rail, or we use a service called call tracking metrics.com to manage all of our marketing tracking. Um, I'd be happy to chat with anybody after that on how you, you know, how you, how you go about that as well. But yeah. So, I mean, obviously we got, we got the leads coming in and then obviously you want to talk about, like, obviously there's, there's also a big gap between if someone calls in and how long it takes you to answer the phone, do you want to talk about that too? I mean, obviously, you know, one thing we noticed, you know, significantly was got a lot of leads coming in. Well, it took us an average of one minute to answer the phone. And those are the calls that are dropping off. Are you noticing that, you know, pretty, pretty much throughout every company? And uh, yeah, all, all day long. And a lot of people will do that robot, you know, calls will be recorded, you know, um, just, you know, run your business like a corporation, but everything customer facing needs to be local family owned, right? You're, you know, in a, in a world of private equity, your edge is that your local family owned business, you know, so use that. So all these like automated calls, maybe recorded stuff. Um, it's, you know, it's just not, uh, it's not a good customer experience. Yeah. I mean, I always liking it to me because, like, I I know I personally don't like to talk to people on the phone, like unless it's like you know I'm calling a friend or a customer or something. But if it's me calling into a business, the the likelihood of me staying on the phone for more than thirty seconds if I'm on hold without anything is going to be pretty much slim to none. Um, yeah, so, like 100%. one of, one of the big things for for us is like people try we try to cut costs and we try to save money by not you know by not staffing properly or not having people to answer the phone. And then what happens is we end up losing way more money because now we have those customers that, that they might have called us, took a took a four or five rings, and they were like, "Screw this, I'm going with somebody else." Because that's you got to remember yeah, this is this this is the first connection point you're going to have with your customer for the most part, and they're going to decide, man, this company they're too busy for me anyways. Like that's the last thing I want to do with the company. Like I'm I value my time a lot, so if I'm sitting on hold or you know you you answer the phone and put me on hold for four minutes, I'm not I'm not doing business with you. So you guys yeah, also no make way. sure that go ahead. Just gonna say, yeah, as, as hungry as technicians are out in the field to to make a sale, right? As a business owner, that that's how hungry every department needs to be. Your CSRs need to be hungry and fight for book jobs. You know, uh, Cassie Pound, one of my one of my favorites. I, I love working with them up in uh, Tulsa. She has in like you know thirty feet across her CSR room. It says whatever it takes in her phone room on, on the top of her phone room. Whatever it takes, because she tells her CSRs. What, you know, we don't make any money unless technicians are in houses, you know, and so we refuse to let leads die on our on our sales room floor. So you've got to have, um, you know, have those CSRs, man, that that are that are hungry. It is a sales job. It It, it is a sales job. They have to overcome objections. Um, and, you know, the, these third party call centers and whatnot. They're burning calls because they, they just don't have the care, trust, and empathy that you know that your your in-house people in-house people will have. So, but yeah, it's just at the end of the day, whatever it takes. It's it, it's not rocket science. Answer the phone within three rings, right? Ninety-seven percent of the time, you know, build trust and empathy with everything, every statement out of your CSR's mouth. You know, push the call forward. Use the assumed close, right? Um, well, sir, will this afternoon or tomorrow morning work better for you, right? So the answer the answer to both those questions is uh, yes and yes. There's no no in there, right? Oh, uh, we hear a lot of CSRs say, well, do you want a book? When do you want to schedule? You know, no, that's wrong. You know, you use your assumed close of does this afternoon or tomorrow morning work better, right? So, um, yeah, whatever it takes to, to turn a phone call into a book job. And the the other other key thing I would I would share is it's much easier to reschedule a job than book a job. Okay. Much easier to reschedule a job than book a job. Uh, book the damn job. You know, you can, you can move it around, but yeah, I mean, you know, paid marketing is expensive. 
So we, we need to, we also got to, we also got to monitor it too, right? Like, you know, one of the big things, like I see there's a, we'll set, we'll set a budget. We'll set it and forget it. Right. Well, like what if, you know, like this week, right. It gets ice cold and you set, you have this budget turned up and this thing's, you know, it's getting you leads over and over and over and over, but you can't even book them. Right. Cause these are emergency calls. So one thing yeah. you always got to be very mindful, right. Is that I don't, I don't look at my marketing on a monthly. I look at it on a, on a daily and a weekly. Right. I look on it very granular. We have to judge based on weather, judge on based on, on call volume, call, you know, obviously like I'll call Forrest when I was at Absolute. I was like, dude, we're freaking dead this week. I need to turn this. I need to turn it up that cost per click. Right. I don't care what, like, let's, let's fill the board. Right. Cause I know I can't make any money if my guys are sitting at home. Right. But vice versa too. You have to also be smart and say, Hey, look, we're full. We're at max capacity. I don't want to keep burning my marketing dollars. Right. Cause marketing dollars are the fastest way for you to burn money. And whether it's you can't book them or you're, or you're overbooked or you can't, you can't get out to them or you're just not, you're not paying attention at all. Right. So, you know, this is one thing that we want to do is to make sure that we're, we're doing our marketing reporting on a daily, right. How many, how many book appointments did I come from? What source did they come from? Did we book them? Did we not book them? And then also my call center manager every day had to give me a report on although every single call that came in, where it came from, did we book it? Did we not book it? And I want a goddamn good reason on every single call. That's not every not I want every single phone number that came through my through my system to have a reason of why it was or was not booked. Because right. you had to look like we had to look we had to look at this like your call center is like life or death, right? This is gonna decide your entire business. And right now we're like we we kind of just kind of willy-nilly. They're like, oh yeah, we 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 did our best today. No, I need a goddamn good reason on why we're not booking our appointments. And if, if you guys aren't holding them accountable to this, I bet you like I don't know the last time, when was the last time any of you guys sat in just in your call center all day? Anybody here have a call center? Yeah. That's no? okay Are you guys all, a couple of you guys, right? I would challenge you to really sit there and listen for one day and just listen to what they're saying, how they're saying it. Because that, that was one of the things that was turning point in my business. I'm like, I sat in there and I'm like, dude, what are these? They're butchering it. Like I was hearing call after call, just letting them go. So your call center yeah. is one of the most important positions of your business is making sure that those calls get booked. And how you guys yeah, are tracking those. Go ahead. Yeah. And I, I would say too, you, you know, you want to, uh, you have each of your CSRs or you listen to just five calls a week of yourself, you know, go back and listen to five <laughs> calls and be honest with your tone, you know, be honest with your responses. Are, are you, are you representing your brand the way you want to on these calls? You know, if, if, if everybody just listened to yet a call center manager or, or GM or owner, listen to five calls from each CSR per week. Um, it will just have exponential impact on, on where where your leaks are, you know how you can how you can fill those gaps, and you're well, we're talking of, about fifteen minutes of your time, you know. Well, a lot of times, you know, we focus so much on the service side or the sales guy and the training them, right? But we forget about our internal office, right? The internal office needs just as much training, right? If not more, because they don't know the product as yeah. well as your technicians do. So getting them to understand, you know, what keywords to listen to, like you know, someone says, hey, I got this leak coming from this, right? Oh, they, we know that's probably a condensation line or we know that's kind of whatever it is. And just having some training, getting to understand the technical side a little bit of it so they can kind of see it through their head. Like, I'm a tech... what's up, Mike? I saw you raise your hand. Uh -huh. I'll view your hand. Sorry. Why the hell is my camera not working now? I was just, sorry, you can finish your thought always. I was just going to chime in with the stuff in the chat. You're good though. I right, go ahead. What do we got going on? So, uh, Landon asks, this is kind of going back a little bit, but, um, when, when should you be prepared? What should you be prepared for when establishing LSA and getting guaranteed? Question for Forrest. What, what, let's see, uh, what is it? What should we be prepared for when establishing LSA and getting guaranteed? Um, okay. You should be prepared to exercise patience. It's a long process. That's a pain in the pain in the butt. When when you're guaranteed, um, you and I can go through specific requirements for that. But when you're guaranteed, it's not like some light switch where all of a sudden you have ten calls a day coming in. It's a it has an SEO element to it, like a ranking element, um, and and takes time to to establish yourself there. So, are you, also, Landon, are you yeah, asking? Well, sorry, are, are you, are, yeah. Go ahead, Victor. The other thing with the LSA is also they, you know, they, the algorithms know how long you take you to like an LSA call. They're tracking how long it takes you to answer your phone. They're also tracking to see if you're booking those appointments. They are watching. They they do monitor that stuff, and that's going to also be the determining factor if LSA is going to keep giving you leads. 
Google wants to give yeah. good leads to good. Google wants to give leads to companies that are going to take care of their customers. And yeah. one of the big things they're looking for is the amount of time it takes you to answer your phone. It's taking you three minutes, they're going to rank you on that, and you're going to get less calls because of it. Yeah. And uh, next, next question from Nicholas is: uh, How should you slow your marketing down if you're busy? Uh, turning off LSA isn't good because it's getting because uh, getting it back going at full strength again can be difficult. So, Nicholas, and are you, pen- you are, are you penalized? Spot on. Yeah, are you penalized yeah, you for turning down ad spend? Yeah, ne- never turn down your LSA. I would I would try to never turn that down because it's um, if you you turn that down, you think there's a hundred companies that want to be the top two spots of LSA, right? If you turn that down, you're you're getting deprioritized. You're not going to immediately get that back up. So I'm a I'm a PPC guy. Um, there is no there is not a more profitable. Uh, lead gen source in marketing, any marketing uh, as <laughs> as Google business profile, as your maps listing and your LSA. Those two are are fundamentally key. So yeah, so, so when, I, I would turn down PPC first. Yeah. So when we, we were talking about obviously turning down leads, right? It was it was more of the PPC leads because PPCs are going to be the, usually the most expensive leads, right? And if I'm getting cheaper leads and, and those are usually high converting leads from LSA anyways, we'll leave the LSA on and take the PPC away, right? The PPC is supposed to be like, we turn that on when we need, we need more calls on the board. Yeah, if you keep that on all the time, you know, as much as, you know, Forrest would like you to, as much as we'd like to keep it on all the time, it just gets very, very expensive, right? And I yeah, think that's one can. of the things that, yeah. that's yeah, one it, of the things it, that we, it, we, we want to monitor. It can get expensive, right? If you're inefficient in, in your business, right? If, if you're inefficient. And I mean, there are a lot of, look, we, we work with a lot of, so we work with about 160 companies. Here's my three-year-old coming around. But hang on, no, sir, you got to stay here. Come say hi. Okay. So, um, and we work with a lot of private equity groups. Well, those um, private equity groups are coming from other agencies with like $800 call costs and nonsense. Like, And, and so we come in and, uh, you know, week one is a, uh, is a quarter of that cost. And uh, so there, there are a lot of bad marketing agencies out there as well. So, it's not just PPC doesn't work because your operation sucks. I don't. I don't want that message to be, um, be a headline. Um, you can also have terrible pay per click. So, and I'd be happy so to Lay- go through. So Layman's asking, through- how, how do how do we stop customers calling us looking for other HVAC companies, and how do we block spam? Okay, this is wonderful. So I, uh, this is fun, guys. I appreciate you guys uh, putting up with me. Hopefully, I'm I'm somewhat interesting. I don't know. Okay, so wouldn't go that far. Yeah. <laughs> so all right, I want to I want to show this screenshot here. So this is um, can you guys see my screen? The uh, looks like okay. So this is this is spam across the country. This is this appeared in over sixty accounts. Somebody searched Alonzo Harmon HVAC in over sixty accounts across the country. This is in a single day. Um, so. There are there are collectives. I have fifty other examples of people mass spamming the entire country, um, and so we use software. Uh, let's see here. Let me make sure. We use software called ClickSees to uh, to stop that stuff. Whoops. There 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 are different things you can do. Hang on a minute. Hang on, buddy. I know. I know. So there's different things you could do. So so this software ClickSees will block I know buddy will will block an IP address for ever after the first visit to a website it'll block that IP address for 30 days. So I know, And how I know, do we When he said he's getting on they're getting a lot of phone calls from people that are from different are looking for different AC companies. So, you know, those those are also going to be an internal internal conversation, right? Like how do we get those people that are calling in for other companies? How do we get them to book with us? Oh, buddy. Go see. Go give go give Tita a hug. Go give Tita a hug. Okay. <laughs> All right. So uh let me show you another account then. Let's see. Let's see what I got here. Um, so there's something in your in your accounts called negative keywords. All right. And negative keywords. So if I if I'm in an account, you can talk to your agency about this. Your you should have your agency should have full transparency into this. So I can see, all right, let me move this out of the way. This is not, yeah, this is not, not a big deal. So I can see, exa- this is called a search term report. 
So we can see exactly what someone typed into Google when we showed an ad. All right. So uh, this is one of my favorite crews. This is Tennessee Standard in Knoxville. They are an exceptional. They're like 26 year old, you know, millionaires started from nothing. These kids these days, you know. Um, anyways, let me go back to all time. So the first when we first started with them, we've only been with them a couple. Yeah. A year and a half or something. So let me go, let me go back here. So when you first launch an account, your search terms are going to be dirty, as in you're going to be attracting mm -hmm. a lot of trash. Because I can kind of dive into it, but Google does what are has what are called uh, uh, close variants. And let me see if I can pull up a freaking example. That would be awesome. Yeah, just give me one second. All right, there we go. Yeah, so I know this is this is kind of tough to see. Let's see if I can make it a little larger here. Okay. All right, here we go. So column on the left, this is the 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 keyword that Google that someone typed into Google. Okay, on the right is what my keyword was, what I wanted to show an ad for. So what you're going to end up having here, you're going to see some. Uh, some what are called close variants. If I can, let's just go to where Google tries to guess the search intent of a, of a term. And actually, what am I saying? I mean, these guys started out, we were just crushing it. Here you go. <clears throat> so for example, we've, we've dominated. This is one of our best accounts. We dominate for them. Um, so we wanted to show an ad for leak detection, okay? Well, Google shows our ad for American leak detection, right? So um, this is a, let me try to find a better, a much better example. Yeah. So there's a lot of garbage, but this account honestly just does not have. Grinder pumps, dude. That's what you're looking for, huh? Yeah, grinder pumps. What's, yeah, something. Was, like that, that. was that you looking for grinder? That was me. That, that was me, dude. I'm, uh, you know. I'm, you guys, I'm, I'm normally wearing a wig and lipstick, so sorry about that. Uh, all right, so he checked this keyword, plumbing. So we wanted to show an, an ad for plumbing services, Lenore City. All right, well, this is perfect example. We showed a brand, Turnkey Plumbing, Lenore City. So here, early on in this account, we wasted $82 uh, for three clicks on Turnkey Plumbing. So what your agency needs to do on a daily basis is what's called add a negative keyword. So I would go in here. I would say, all right, Google, I never want to show an ad for the, the keyword turnkey again. Right. So I would add that as a negative keyword list, put it. And we actually have a competitor keyword list right here and save it. So that way we would never show an ad for turnkey again. Now multiply that by about 3000 times and then you get really clean keywords. You're never paying for a uh, wrong company calls again. Um, this doesn't happen overnight, but uh, after I'd say you know two months with a decent budget, then then uh, you'll you'll your call quality will be pretty impressive. So yeah, yeah these we, guys are we dominate. We, we've had other, uh, we've had six yeah. calls in the past two days that were looking for other companies. And we booked one out of the six. So um, a lot okay. of times they, uh, you know, they, they hurry up and get off the phone. Because, uh, you know, I've been in the office uh, past two days. I've been listening to the phone calls. And, uh, you know, it's frustrating because I know I, I might as well like uh, money on fire. Oh, um, yeah, man. Do you have access to your Google Ads account? No. No, no we're here. No, we're uh, we're we're actually switching companies because uh, uh, this has been going on for like a year now. Yeah, so let me show you guys real quick. And this is you can you you got to demand accountability from your agency. So right here, I can look at the change history. Can you guys see my screen again? Yeah. Okay. So right here. Right in Google, there's a there's a tab for change history. So I can look, you know, ever since, you know, all time. You can look all time. So if you say you went to your if you went to your your agency and you said, hey, guys, um, we just got hit with a cold snap. We can't take any more calls, blah, blah, blah. 
then they say, okay, we'll turn down the account. Well, you could review technically, you could go in and review and, and see if they actually made an update to your account. Hang on, buddy. I know. I know. So I'll show you. Uh, I know. Hang on, baby. Hang on. Uh, so actually this, I mean, this is absurd. <laughs> we still use, uh, in this account, we still use, uh, our, our MCC. We, we work with Tommy Mello for five plus years before we sold the private equity, but, uh, our main Google rep and stuff was tied to this a one garage ads email. Anyways, we still use that. So you got, you got to get rid of that at some point, but it was, uh, since this account was built 231 million changes, you know, on my, my email address, uh, 1 billion changes on this Google ads account. So I know buddy. Okay. So all that to say, you can hold your agency accountable. It, it, it puts the date and exactly what was done. Budget amount increased, right? It, it, it shows exactly what was done. So, um, there, there should be, you could go to your agency, demand a screen share and look at the change history and then get right to the bottom of what the issue is. If, if they're making changes every day or, you know, a few times a week, then, you know, maybe, maybe they're doing okay. Um, up until about 2019, you could set it and forget it with Google. You can't do that anymore. You can't set it and forget it. You got to be in the account at least three, four times a week minimum. So, but yeah, but uh, take note on that change history there and go go talk to your agency about it. So it says, uh, Landon says, I set it up for no Spanish speaking at all, but I get four to five calls a day for the same thing. Would Clixies help or something like that? Yeah, Clixies would help. Um, okay, let me see. Where was that question? So yeah, Clixies would help, but also, um, I mean, gosh, we could do a class just on like technical PPC. I'd be happy to walk you guys through it. Um, so there are bid strategies that you can use. I don't want to get too in the weeds on that, but yeah. it's a combination of Clixies and there's AI and pay-per-click as well. So Google has AI bidding. Like for example, if a keyword costs $45, I can tell Google, well, Google, what do you think we should pay for that keyword, right? What do you think we should pay so that we get the conversion? And that's that's AI bidding. Those are different bid strategies. Um, but there are times when you should do manual bidding, and there are, there are times when you should switch to AI bidding. Um, and I can, you know, be happy to to go into the detail if you if you care. Uh, you could always hit me up after the call, and I, we can look at it. But yes. Via a combination of clickies and AI bidding, you can you can uh, get rid of some of that some of that spam. Right on. Is that that's probably the most uh, um, consistency that I have as far as bad calls? Literally four or five every day, Spanish speaking, looking for work. Dude, it's brutal. Um, let me see who was who was I talking to about that? Oh, it's Poonbar. This guy's Poonbar, man. Oh my god. Let me show you this account. Uh, one second i'm going to show you i'm going to show you one more just from just from the last few days just give me one second sorry guys okay let me share sharing again okay great so you can yeah so Yes, you can you can remove the Spanish speakers. This is Poon Bar down in um, Houston. Houston, pain in the ass market. Some of these major markets like, you know, Phoenix, Vegas, you know, Houston, Dallas, you, you can't go in there with a $3,000 a month budget. You know, it's just some of these are, are real, real tough to get. Um, these guys, we're, we're working with them for about three weeks now. So it's just, it's right at the beginning. But you can pick out, you know, it really comes down to the search terms. You can pick out the search terms and um, and just you know just get rid of that stuff. Um, there's also some spam. Let me see. I can't on the spot here. On the spot here, it's hard for me to. I can't pick out the spam right this second. But there are there are obvious signs that we've seen of of uh, of spam over the years, and um, it's like. Air, like air conditioning repair in USA. Like there's kind of awkward, um, awkward combinations of keywords that people put together for, for spam and, and cost you money there that you can filter out. 
Um, the other thing is there's a setting. <laughs> the thing about these guys, Poon Bar, um, love them to death. They just rebranded with uh, uh, Dan Antonelli on, with uh, to Cool Techies. But they so are my, a Spanish. So the, the other the other thing you're looking at for is, is like, what are you seeing right now as far as PPC? Um, obviously, cost per click right now is where where are we looking at, and also as far as like conversion, like what are you guys seeing as far what are you seeing as far as cost per per conversion on average nationally? These guys have an idea. A lot of guys, I think they can just go into PPC and they go on like a thousand dollar budget, and they're wondering why it's not working. You want to talk a little bit about what the actual cost per lead is, what you're look what you're seeing nationally? Yeah, hundred percent. So you know, it it obviously varies by market and competition. If you're in Phoenix, um. My my boys at Semper Fi are doing nine X on two hundred forty dollars a unique, you know, um, it's it which is crazy, right? It's two hundred forty dollars per unique call, um, but they're, uh, but let me let me let me show you this call quality. All right, I'm all right. I'm proud of this. Okay, this call quality is nuts. Um, four minute average talk time on on Semper Fi's calls from PPC four minutes and 58 seconds. So yes, it's about 240 bucks a call, but they're booking like every freaking call that comes in now. So, um, so, uh, then, uh, uh, Dayton, Ohio, 80 bucks a call. You know, if you're in a small market, we all, you know, the, the guys at top line, I'm sure you guys know the, the, the boys at top line, they absolutely dominate because they're they're serving like the freaking uh, Civil War battlefield in Pennsylvania. They're no big cities, you know, like Lancaster, Pennsylvania is like their largest city, you know. So um, uh, the 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 small to mid markets have a huge advantage on lead cost. Why do you so, think that is? Just because of the competition and people actually spending the money? Yeah, I mean, it's it's less competition. That's that's really what it comes down to. I mean, you know, in Phoenix, you got whatever Parker and Sons, George Brazil, Gettle. I mean, they've got a lot of mouths to feed over there. So, you know, when, when, when they get desperate for leads, they'll jack up bids to, you know, $120 a click. Um, Semper Fi pays about $80 per click right now. And we convert about 30%, about 30, 33%. So. So um, and when you are, when you are looking at that, like, what do you usually tell your customers to stay at? Like, Hey, <laughs> the red zone, like don't go past this point as where you're not seeing the return. Yeah. So, um, you know, with, with that, it's, it is kind of, you know, it's kind of, um, like contractor dependent, you know, I would say if you're running a $400 service average, pay-per-click is not going to work for you in any market. Right. If you're not selling some, if, if you don't have some damn salesmen in the houses, like paid marketing is just not going to ever be successful for you. Um, you know, uh, I think uh, some of these guys, some of these big companies have a $3,000 blended average, you know, that, that they're running. Yeah. I know, uh, you know, Victor, you, you and absolute, you all, you orange County was, was a battlefield, bro. Everybody and their mama had an HVAC company out there and uh, it was expensive, but we were able to do good ROI because man, your technicians could sell. Um, so Technicians and homes can overcome a lot of expensive lead cost. So I think it starts at looking, looking at the ROI, you know, I, yeah. I, I, I give Google 10 grand. Can I make 50 K back? You know, can I do a five X then, then keep doing it. Right. Yeah. I mean, you also like, you know, it's like anything, right? Like, you know, for me, you gotta remember business is gambling, right? And if you're gambling, you want to make sure you put your best hand forward. So, you know, if you are, if you are going to run these leads, you are going to turn up the lead costs and people all the time, I need more leads. I need more leads. Most of the time, you don't need more leads, right? You just need to be able to learn how to convert them. So, like before you go dump a bunch of money into digital, make sure you have somebody because maybe right now you're just a technician, fix a guy. You're not going to be able to just dump money right. in this thing. You're going to and it's going to come back, especially on plumbing. I've seen plumbing get their budgets just murdered because you guys are coming back with two hundred fifty dollars, three hundred fifty dollars, but the lead true cost, the true cost per lead by the time the time you knock on the door is four hundred fifty bucks. Right. So yeah. you have to just really monitor this stuff. And, and obviously you guys are inside the blueprint. We have like benchmark KPIs we got to be at. The reason we're at those benchmarks is because we know what it's going to cost per lead per, per, per door that we knock on. And if we're not at those numbers, then there's no way to make money unless we're, you know, unless, Hey, maybe our, you know, our average ticket on service is low, but we have a high, high sell price on replacement. Right. Those are the only ways right. that you can really fix that. 
or you have to keep it consistently always filling those coffers and having good good decent sized repair tickets like a minimum you know thousand dollar repair and then you get those then you get those system change outs in between but a lot of guys are waiting they're running through so many calls they're trying to get replacements and they're leaving so much money on the on the table that it's like yeah your revenue went up you had to run a bunch of calls and by the time you get done with the end of the month your your marketing spends at 10 11 12 13 some of you guys i've seen up to 18 percent on your marketing budget and then you wonder why where your money is because realistically we should be between five and seven percent on a marketing budget per month if we are being very if we're being mindful of our calls and we're actually monitoring them we're doing call by call management we're actually converting and then and then at that point it doesn't matter you can dump as much money like when i call forrest and i say turn the turn the lead up turn the you know turn the ads up i mean landon used to work for me right i'm like hey in the morning i say i'm turning the leads up fuckers get ready and then we also we'd be working until 10 o'clock at night and and that's that's how we operate. I knew that if I I have the guys that I can I can take my money and I can throw it out there and gamble it, and it's going to come back. So you just got to make sure you have that in place before you go and spend the money. But I think the plumbing the plumbing one is where I see it. I see guys really get killed. Actually, yeah. in plumbing and then also HVAC in the winter time, because the average service ticket goes down drastically in the winter time as opposed to the summer where they're selling run caps and and hard start kits and all the stuff. Well, now you guys are going to these furnace calls where you're just, they're either selling a new furnace or they're not selling anything. So that's where you have to come down to the surge protections and all the UV lights and all those other things that you can offer on these calls to recoup some of that cash. Because that's where wintertime you get killed on it because you're, you're running a lot of calls. And then when you do convert them, you're converting a furnace only or something where your gross profit's not high enough to, to, to cover the cost of running around town all day. Yeah, the, the other thing... Um that's important to note is, you know, there's two, there's two types of marketing, right? There's marketing that creates demand and there's marketing that chases demand. Okay. Pay-per-click chases demand. Pay-per-click needs demand to do well. So um, what I see a lot of agencies doing for contractors right now is say, they'll say, okay, well, I have a $10,000 a month budget. And then that agency, no matter what the demand is for that month, it could be August or October. They're going to find a way to spend that $10,000. And um, that is just that's a, just a way to burn cash, man. Um, uh, you know, the, our, our crew in Phoenix they spent three hundred thousand dollars a month this summer. Well, December we spent forty grand, okay, because the the demand just isn't there. So we're not going to. It's it's very important to know that. Um, well, you, what's it, it's it's like anything. It's like you're trying to sometimes you're trying to force something that's not there, right? And, yeah. I think that's something that happens as you go through enough seasons and you understand it's like, you know, I remember my first October, right? My first October I ever ran, like, dude, I started my business in August, August, we were busy as shit. September, we were busy as shit. October came and it fell off a cliff. So my immediate reaction is what? Dump more marketing, right? Fill up my board, like whatever it's going to take. And then all of a sudden I found out you know, that I went and just completely lit my money on fire in October. You know, right? And then it finally picks up mid, mid November well, during the October, mid-November, until mid-November, I'm burning money. Well, the next October came around, I knew what not to do, right? And I had a buddy yeah. of mine, he, he was working for me. He went off on his own. And he's like, what do you do during October? I was like, whatever you do, don't go digital. You have to go find a way to get your, get your board Outbound, filled. baby. Outbounding, right? And then sure enough, he, he went and he went blew his load. on. He's like, oh, I went I went and spent all this money on digital. I'm like, I fucking told you not to do that, right? Because right? you're going to, but it's just, we're, that's human nature. We just think that like, if we pay, we pay our marketing company money, they're going to give us leads. But if people aren't searching for AC repair, furnace repair, duct work, they're not searching for these things. And those leads aren't going to go anywhere. And Google is going to keep eating your money because that's what it does. All right. So we got to be mindful of it and make sure that we're watching that as well. So Yeah. yeah PPC any, any is best. It's it's best like uh, riding the demand waves. PPC performs best riding demand waves for sure. It can still do well. You know, we we had plenty of companies still hit. 8x plus in in uh in december um you know but that uh that's that would not have been possible if we were trying to spend summertime money you know it wouldn't have been possible let me go shut the door i got screaming babies and that's why it's important also to stick to our budget as well right and if you guys i mean if you guys haven't worked out your yearly budget i mean it's still january we still have an opportunity to get your, your budget dialed in but this is why it's important so you can hold yourself accountable right you gotta live and breathe by your PL and your budget and what's going to like when we feel slow, our egos are going to tell us to dump money, dump this, you know, just do it. We go all in. And then realistically, if we just sat back, we would make just as much money or more money by not doing that. Right. So we just have to make sure we're very mindful of it. Make sure that we're understanding the weather pattern, understanding like the customer buying habits. But we also got to be reactivating our customer list. Right. We have to be staying in front of our current customers 
and booking those and running those tune-ups and then making sure that we're holding our guys accountable to the process, right? And it's, it's magic what happens when when all of a sudden you, your guys, once they actually run the process, they sell stuff. And when they don't and you guys don't hold them accountable, it's when it, the, obviously the numbers drop off. So we have to be mindful of that. Um, you guys have any other uh, questions or anything like that as far as Google, Google PPC, LSA, anything like that before uh, before we wrap up today? What's that? I saw another question. And I'll, I'll anything- add real quick too. I'll add real quick. So, you know, your, your paid marketing, it's going to be 85% plus of your paid marketing is going to be new customers, right? So when you're you're thinking about your paid marketing investment, you do need to let, of course, it's important to make money on the first swing, get that first ROI. But you do need to think about lifetime customer value. You know, if you go out and do a dry run on a, on a customer, you know, think about, okay, what's your what's your uh, process in place to nurture that database, right? So you can hit them up. Just because you got a $0 on visit one doesn't mean, you know, we, we can't get them on a club or, or something. And, uh, you know, three years down the road, sell them a new system. So, um, you know, pay, paid marketing is a great way to build your database. Any additional questions, guys? Is this making sense to you? What about you, Cody? I see you have questions. Adam? Yeah. Anybody in here not doing, or what are you, what are you guys doing currently for marketing? And I saw Landon, you saw, you asked a question about Yelp. <clears throat> Yelp's going to be the same thing, right? It's demand-based. But the problem is with Yelp, no matter what, Yelp, if you give them a $3,000 budget, they will spend your $3,000 budget. <laughs> Yeah, no matter what, they will find a way to spend that shit. So uh, even on Yelp, so like I have a, I use a company for my Yelp marketing that handles it for me. And they have the, they have access to the backside of Yelp and I'll tell them, hey, there's a, what's the, I always, I'll, I'll message my Yelp guy and say, hey, what kind of inventory is available right now? And inventory is going to tell me how many people are actually searching for things that I want. And so based on what the inventory is, how I'm going to set my budget. In the summertime, it might be freaking a shit ton of people, but I'm going to put a fifty thousand dollar budget. And then October, the the you know you could he 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 would say, hey, if you put five thousand dollars or twenty thousand, it's going to spend the same. So I'll know only put the five thousand in. So a lot of that stuff is just understanding and, and learning to work with like partners that specialize in stuff like that. Like if you go directly to Yelp and you say I want to set a budget for the month, it's going to eat that budget. And then the Yelp, if you lower your budget on them, if you go up and down on the budget too much, they'll stop they'll stop uh, showing you at the top as well. Right, right. I want to ask, uh, answer uh, Derek's question. Do you get penalized for uh, turning down ad spend? That's a good question on on pay per click. Um, you actually can get sandboxed. Like we have found, uh, when we turn down an account too much, even for Christmas or New Year's, that it can take three weeks sometimes to recover from that. So, um, I would generally not pause. I would slow down something like seventy five percent. You know, I would I would never pause your accounts all the way, but maybe a 75% is safe because you, you, you will get in that sandbox and, and get deprioritized uh, in that, in the same way that would happen with LSA. Um, let me see. Let me see. Yeah. That every day. Oh yeah. <laughs> let me, let me land in that one question you had about the Spanish speakers. I, I don't know if you're in a, a Google ads account. I just want to show you where a setting is that may help real quick. Um, just to answer that. So if you're in your your Google Ads account, okay, uh, campaign settings, I can I can select this here. I can select all campaigns and then edit. And there's a there's a change languages section here. So you could select only English if you wanted to. Uh, now these these bros down in Houston they 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 do Spanish and English, so we don't we don't change the setting. But um, actually, you know what? I am I am going to do that. I'll just do Spanish and English because you'll get some Chinese too. So. Okay. So there you go. So I'll run run that in the background, and um, that's just one setting above, uh, above and beyond ClickSees, and then your your automated bidding strategies. So. All right, I appreciate you showing me that. I can't get in there now, but um, I screenshotted that, so thank you. Yeah, no problem, man. Let me see. Uh, see what else we got. Okay. Oh, okay. What percentage of your sales should you start with PPC? Uh, what do you mean? What do you mean percentage of sales? Like percentage of revenue should go to PPC? Or 
or like what ROI you should expect on pay-per-click? What percent of revenue should you start with on PPC? Um, percent, I, it's kind of interesting. I've never really thought about pay-per-click as a percent of revenue. Usually you would just say what percent of total marketing would go to PPC. Um, yeah, so you don't have to, don't start with something that's intimidating for you. Um, the ideal budget to start pay-per-click is uh, 300 bucks a day, five days a week. So it's it, that's 1500 bucks a week. Okay. That that's the ideal. Why is that? <laughs> because clicks, depending on your market are 40 to $80, right? Phoenix, 80 bucks, Dayton, Ohio, 40 bucks. Okay. So in order for any, any advertiser to improve your account, they need data coming in. So if you've got a hundred dollar a day budget, right? That only $3,000 a month, then Maybe we get two clicks a day of data where we can approve your account. Okay. Well, now I need four months to get that thing working correctly. Right. So um, the the best starting, yeah, I would give give yourself about eight clicks a day worth of data, um, and you can improve an account pretty quickly. So six six to ten weeks at six to ten weeks at a at a fifteen hundred dollar a week budget, you can you can get it to a healthy point. So. Hopefully that answers that. Hmm. And let me see. Yeah, it's about all I've got. People that are doing the click fraud. What's that? Who are the people that are doing the click fraud? Is that like competitors or is that like the Chinese government or? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, choose your favorite foreign country. You know, I, I no no one really knows. Um, there was a story um, uh, that uh, let me see who was it. It was uh, Precision Door, Phoenix uh, Dasma. Let me see here. This uh, new eye opening investigation. Where was that at? Hang on a second. Um. Anyways, there's a story about Precision Door in Phoenix. Let me see here. The Onion Router. And uh, how they got caught. Yeah. These guys got caught. I'll share my, I've, I've shared and unshared my screen like 25 times. So funny. All right. Anyway, so these guys got caught um, using what's called an Onion Router or a Tor network. So what they do, let me see if I can find that. Uh, onion. Yeah. The mysterious Onion Router right here. Several ex-employers uh, reported that Galwar used an onion router to damage competitors online. Uh, it's a software tool that masks a computer's true IP address. So basically, they would uh, flip their IP, click on an ad, flip their IP, click on an ad, and do that with robots, and uh, and and you know destroy other people's budgets. And and so, yeah, we we do everything possible to get rid of that. Bing has very little filter for click fraud. Um, so before you jump into Bing, max out max out your budget on Google all the way. Google's pretty good at click fraud, um, and along with ClickSees and and the automated bidding. So, but yeah, it's it's no one knows where it comes from. Um, that's all I got. Anybody else have any, does anybody, anybody have any uh, experience with Google ads? Have you been in an account? Have you messed around with it? You know, um, have you messed around with landing pages much? You know, cause really that's kind of a, a lot of the battle. I'll just give you one quick, one quick, quick tip. All right. If I'm in, uh, let me see one second. Go back to our we'll, we'll go back to our buddies at, at Tennessee Standard. So the 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 key to winning online organically or or with paid ads is is just be relevant to the search term. Okay, if I search water heaters and I'm sitting on my couch in my little suburb, well, I I want to see I want to see a water heater ad in my town, right? And then a landing page ad about water heaters in my town. Okay, so. Here's this. So what you do is when you when you set up an account. So here's a little tiny suburb of Knoxville, Tennessee, called Seymour. Right. So, um, 
Seymour, Tennessee. Okay. So we're, we're, we're hitting Seymour. Well, all of the ads are about Seymour, Tennessee, Seymour booster pumps, which who sells booster pumps? It's, it's ridiculous. Um, Seymour drain replacement, right? And then the landing page goes to, you know, a, a page about drains in Seymour. Okay. So if you want to win at Google and organically, you want to satisfy search. So uh, think about you in, in the, the best place for you to win are in the suburbs of your metro areas. You know, um, if I, if I am in, you know, let me go, just go to these locations, right? You know, if I'm, you know, any one of these, right? If I'm in Rockford, I want to see a Rockford ad. People are snooty about where they live. They want to see their town in the ads. And that is how we're able to achieve really industry-leading conversion rates is we create campaigns based on location and keyword uh, right, right down to that level. So you'll find most agencies will create campaigns based on keywords. So like uh, for all of Knoxville, right? They would They would show... Okay, Knoxville, Tennessee. I'm going to target a 20-mile radius, right? And everybody in this 20-mile radius sees Knoxville drain cleaning, you know? And this can work, but it's never going to be successful as, as hyper-local ads. Um, and so if your agency is doing these generic, like, kind of radius targeting ads, I would I would ask them to do it by by location instead. You'll see much better results. So this, let me just see, like this account, I'm just curious to this one, like the last two, like two and a half months. This is plumbing. These guys are, uh, okay, yeah, cost per conversion here. These are per unique. Uh, cost per conversion, 113 bucks. Uh, conversion rate, 26%. So, you know, that's about, it's, a little this conversion rate's a little lower than we want but we're lucky that clicks are dirt cheap in knoxville so we're not mad about this uh this conversion rate here so but that's that troy had a question that when you say location how big of an area okay um yeah push whatever's performing the best so yeah, I'll, I'll, let me hit that question from Landon. So he said, or a statement, he says several running at the same time, push whatever's performing best. The trick with PPC is that um, really all marketing, whenever you, you so you go to your agency, you say, okay, I want more uh, furnace calls. I want more install leads. Well, search intent, if you don't know the search intent. One day AC repair near me is a $400 thermostat. The next day it's a $25,000 20-seer system install right because miss mrs johnson in her kitchen she doesn't know she needs an evaporator coil or a capacitor she's not searching about specific problems and things she just says i want an air, air ac repair my ac doesn't work i need ac repair near me right 80 percent of searches are generic uh you have no idea what the search intent is and so uh to to dial it down and to to dial it and say well you know, this is performing best. That's on a week to week basis, right? So I would, I would be careful about pausing things because uh, one week it'll it'll crush you, and next week it'll make you feel like a you're you're a genius, right? Um, so when you say location, how big of an area? Yeah, so I don't know. Typical service area is what thirty five mile radius, somewhere around there. You know, um, a, a location that's just a way, just whatever your service area is. That's all. Yeah, electrical in Los Angeles. I mean, you're going to have a uh, electrical in Los Angeles. If you're in LA, it's an uphill battle, man. It's it's one of those Phoenix Vegas markets. You get your ass kicked for a few months on ads before it works, um, and uh, it it can work. You know, we we do really well in Orange County and Riverside. Um, we actually don't have any electricians in 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 uh, LA. Uh, just be prepared to be patient with it and try to break even for a couple months before it really starts to take off. Cool. So I'm going to wrap, we're going to be wrapping up the call here. <clears throat> Boris, how can they get a hold of you if they have any additional questions? 
Yeah, guys. So uh, if you want, honestly, I'm pretty casual, dude. Just you can just text me if you have any quick questions, man. Just uh, I just put my number in the chat. 817-240-6750. Um, you can hit up my email, forest at forestperry.com. Uh, either one of those are fine. So I find like the, the impulsive call text is so much more productive than like scheduled meeting, right? Um, we just get we just get shit done faster. Questions answered immediately rather than, hey man, I'll call you on Tuesday about that, right? Um, so I, I try to try to get things done quickly. So cool. So I, guys, well, I, hope that, I hope this helps you guys give you a little bit more information. And obviously, even if you have another agency or whatever, it gives you a little bit more questions, start asking them and seeing what they're doing. And you just want to be very transparent with it, but we have to make sure we're monitoring monitoring our marketing dollars, man. This is where this is where companies win or lose. And it might, you know, every every hundred bucks, thousand bucks, whatever it is matters. And you guys gotta be monitoring that shit on a daily basis if you really want to make sure that you guys are staying ahead of it. So thank you guys for tuning in. We are going to set up another call tomorrow to make up for last week. So I'll probably send out a text and email if you guys want to join. Also, also have it recorded as well. Okay.